0: Hello. Good morning. How's everyone doing? I'll take that as a, as a good. Yeah, I heard one resounding good. That's good. Um, during the worship, um, I, I, um, I felt God remind me of something that I said. It was either the last time I spoke or the time before that. Um, but um, I was like, but I've already shared that once before. And um, I just really felt God say that uh, if this was for you. If it's not for you, it's complete nonsense. Just get rid of it. Um, But if it is for you, I I really felt him saying, the reason that Sean's going to say it twice is because he's really seeking you out in it. Um, uh, But a couple of times ago, maybe the last time, during the worship, my heart started to race, um, and I got a little shaky, and I started to feel really anxious. I I remember standing here saying it. Um, I I felt God say that there was somebody here uh, who this morning woke up feeling just completely overcome with anxiety. Um, and actually, in, in the weeks uh, prior to this, you've been so anxious. There have been times where you've got into bed, you've pulled your duvet around you and you've just cried. And I really felt God say the last time that he really wants to begin the process of setting you free, if that's you. Um, so I just wanted to say it again because I just felt it, it pop up. It might be complete nonsense and it might be for nobody. But if you're here this morning and that does ring a bell for you um, and and that is what is going on in your life, please don't leave this morning without being prayed for by somebody because God truly does want to set us free from our anxiety. It says, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, present your requests to God. And I've always read that verse as if it's a thing that I do on my own. But actually, I just really feel that this is something that we do together, that we pray against anxiety together. So if that's you, um, I would come and speak to anybody, really. But um, I encourage the prayer tent at the back, either through the time that I'm speaking, I won't be offended uh, or at the end, because you just don't leave without responding if it's you. I really feel God seeking you out. Awesome. Thank you. That's incredible. Thank you so much. Should we just take one moment, just to just to wait? I think. What well, awesome! Yeah. So if that's you. Don't leave without responding. It's always really difficult to give something very serious and then your notes to be the most unserious thing in the world and you have to kind of switch between the two. But I'm just going to go for it and hope that you keep up. Um, so uh, who's been in Tesco Express, uh, you know, the little garage in Fair Oak this week? There's a few of you, a few of you, amazing. Um, I've told this story almost everywhere I've had the chance to publicly speak in the last couple of weeks. And I'm going to share it this morning. I walked in um, to, to Tesco and I'm looking in and I turn right and I'm walking down the aisle and I'll tell you why I'm there. I'm hungry. I am really hungry. It's about 10 minutes after I had my lunch. So I am still hungry and I'm in there and I've gone over there. Abby doesn't have a clue about it. I've just gone and I'm there and I've got a couple of quid in my pocket and I'm there and I'm looking. And all of a sudden, as I'm walking around the back, we've got the milk section. And you've got next to the milk section are where the yogurts are. And where the yogurts are, there are little chocolate puddings and loads of other yummy desserts. And and as I was looking, as I I was trying not to, um, as I was was trying to go to the fruit section, but I just carried on walking. And there in front of me was one of those massive red stickers, which normally means some sort of discount. And I looked at it, and it said, only one pound. And I was like, oh, intrigued!" So I walked over, sniffed a little, looked at it, and it was one of those beautiful salted caramel goo cheesecakes. Have you had one? Have you had one? The people in the aisle must have thought that I was completely off my mind because I had picked it up. I was sniffing it. I was doing this. I was holding it like this, and uh, if you know anything about me at the minute, um, I'm on like this health drive. Um, uh, I've, I've had some bad health in the last uh, couple of months, and I'm trying so hard to eat well, to go to the gym. I've been going to the gym a lot and, and, and trying to stay within my calorie limit, so I'm holding it like this, and I'm thinking it's only a pound, but it's also half my daily calorie limit. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. I'm not going to tell you if I ate it or not. And I've done that to every person I've told that story to. That is it, sorry. That's it. Come on, can I just, I wanna see what sort of level of relationship we have this morning. Can you put your hand in the air if you think I ate it? Sinners. (laughs) Where is your faith? Do you know what? I actually, I put it back. Uh, that's the genuine. I, I looked at it. I went like this. I held it up. I saw some women looking at me, and I was like, oh, better, better put it down. And I put it down. But um, last night, I caved. I, I, um, I did a big gym workout, and I had so many calories left that I went into the shop, and Abby, Abby, Abby said, I can have whatever dessert I want that's within my calorie limit. And I calculated that I could get a box of those, what are they called? The little tiny rich crackers. Yeah, and a, and a little tub of cream cheese. And I calculated I could eat half the box. Um, and I went home and I, anyway, so totally. So I did cave, I, but I, I, yeah, kind of, in a way. Yeah, so I said to Abby this morning, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm under or over my calorie limit. Surely it's about what the calorie is. You know, is it chocolate or is it vegetables? And she said it doesn't work like that. Um, so anyway, we are surrounded by words. Words from the TV, words in books, words in emails, text messages, on the radio. Words are everywhere. We hear them, we read them. It's essential to being part of being a human, really. But how often, and very often, I think, are the things we hear, say, or read not necessarily very true? How about these statements? I'll start my diet tomorrow. i have absolutely no memory of that. This questionnaire will only take two minutes of your time. <laughs> Open wide, this won't hurt. One size fits all. I'd like to test that, actually. I was just about to phone you. And two, that I, uh, Abby made me add, because they're things I say all the time. Um, I promised to go to the gym this week. And then this one I've, I've added in since I've been here this morning. If I have a takeaway tonight, I will eat well all week. I was looking at news articles um, about lying. So just um, I forgot to actually just do the introduction because I got carried away with my uh, cheesecake story. Um, we are looking at the Ten Commandments in Reverse Order called Just Ten, a series by a guy called Canon J. John. He's absolutely incredible. He's one of my, one of my heroes. And today is uh, commandment number nine um, uh, 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 and, and all about how we hold to the truth. So, because of that, I was looking at articles about lying, Um, and I was trying to just find some funny stories about times where people have lied or been deceptive, and it sort of backfired. And I came across um, a news article in the Sun newspaper, top five worst lies ever told. And the one that I want to share with you, just, it was amazing. There was a guy... And uh, he had not um, b- been dating any women for a while, um, so he decided what lots of people do um, is to create a dating site account. So he, may- he asks you all these questions, what's your name, all of this, and it got to the picture. And let's be honest, this man probably had let himself go a little bit. So he was kind of thinking, I need to do something with my picture, being a, a tech wizard, he put it onto Photoshop and he cut his belly off and he added abs. Beautiful. So he uploaded it, he submitted his account, he made it public. Two months go by. No message. So he's starting to get worried. What if there's no woman out there for me? Maybe it's my own profile. So he's scrolling through his profile. He's looking at all his information. He's looking at all the things he said about himself. And then he finally looks at the picture. And he's like, that's a handsome man there. Why is no one clicking on my profile? And as he looked closer at this lovely Photoshopped set of abs, he realized he had missed one key ingredient, a belly button. <laughs> a recent TED Talk um, uh, that I've, I've listened to is called Lies, Damned Lies and Statistics, shared these numbers. On average, an adult person lies four times a day, which sums up to 1,460 times a year i wonder if you were to look at your own life how true that statement would be for you i'm not sure necessarily why people do lie maybe it's to avoid blame for something maybe to get out of trouble maybe to even make ourselves look good the ninth commandment exodus 20 verse 16 says you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. The reality is lying or not telling the truth is everywhere. It's in our schools, in our workplaces, and you only need to open a few articles about politicians discussing Brexit to realize that it just seems that people are just fundamentally often dishonest. The basic message of the ninth commandment is tell the truth, specifically in relation to other people. So, three types of false testimony that the Bible warns us against. The first one is gossip. Gossip is hearing something you like about somebody you don't like. It's the speedy and quick transmission of near-factual Information. Isn't it amazing? I don't know if you've ever done this, but have you, uh, when somebody's like sharing something to you, or you, have you heard this, how quickly people back off when you ask them for some sort of verification of where they're hearing that from? It's amazing that you can hear gossip and it seems to know all the facts. Uh, so it seems to know what's. Oh. Breathe. This is going well. (coughs) It's amazing that a gossip can know all the details without knowing any of the facts. That's what I was trying to say. Gossip. Next one, slander. Slander is malicious untruth with the intent of causing harm. Trying to discredit somebody Did you know that you can ruin somebody's reputation with just one single word? But. He's great, but. What about insinuation? An insinuation is when you make a statement that leads other people to think something is true. It's like you give them all the equipment that they need... And then they build the lies themselves. Gossip, slander. This is a very uh, exciting morning, isn't it? I just uh, listen, heavy words. Gossip, slander, and finally, flattery. Saying things to somebody's face that you probably would not say, to the, uh, say about them uh, when they're not there. Complimenting somebody without really meaning it. Proverbs 26, 28 says flattery causes ruin. Gossip, slander, flattery. So how in those three things, which I'm sure if I'm bold enough to say, every single person in here, even me, has been guilty of these things at some point. Let's be real. How do we be people of the truth? How do we... Be people of the truth. Firstly, we need to examine our own hearts. In Matthew twelve, twenty-four, Jesus said, Whatever is in the heart determines what you say. And in Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10, it says, The human heart is most deceitful and desperately wicked. Who knows how bad it is? But I know, I the Lord, search all hearts and examine all motives. Our words reveal who we are. So we need to examine our own hearts. Secondly, we need to refuse gossip. Honesty means that everything we say, has to be true. But it's important to be wise and know that just because it's true doesn't necessarily mean it always has to be said. One of my favorite quotes, um, from, it's from an unknown author, is this, and um, gossip stops when it hits a wise person's ears. If you feel you have something Negative to say. If you feel that you have something to pass on about somebody else to, uh, that, that, that might be negative, why not use these two questions as a measure before you share it? Number one, is it true? And number two, will it do anybody any good to say it? Is it true? Will it do anyone any good to say it? Ephesians 4.15 says, hold to the truth. In love, lying tears healthy relationships apart and it destroys our confidence in one another. Truth is important because truth is so close to God's heart and God's nature. So we need to examine our hearts, we need to refuse gossip. And finally, we need to get connected with the truth, which is Jesus. It's really interesting, I think, what Jesus says about the devil. He is a murderer from the beginning, and he has always hated the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Jesus says that the devil doesn't just lie, he spreads lies as well. But we have a a choice that we can either align with the spirit of truth, Jesus, Holy Spirit, or we can align with the character of dishonesty, the character of lies. John fourteen sixteen says, Jesus speaking, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So we need to examine our own hearts. We need to refuse gossip. And we need to get connected with Jesus, who is the truth. Many of us, I'm sure here today, will have had lots of lies uh, told about us or even to us. I wonder how many of you, if you were just answering the question in your own head, can remember something really horrible that was said to you or about you at school. The greatest lie ever told in the playground sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Could we lie any more? I want to uh, finish by sharing a story, and I'm just going to need this whiteboard. Um, There was a woman, a a grown woman, and she was having lots of trouble in her life, um, getting really stressed, worked up and upset and didn't know why. So one day she decides to book an appointment with a psychiatrist. And she goes to see this psychiatrist, and they're talking, and they're talking, and talking, and talking, and through talking. The psychiatrist takes her back to a moment in her childhood um, uh, that happened at school. And this is what happened. She was in the classroom, and and this particular teacher, for some reason, had taken a great dislike to her, um, hated her for some reason. And on this one particular day, she said, "Um, I want you, woman, girl, to come up to the front. Um, and I want you to write on the board. Can uh, someone stick these for me? Can you stick these for me? I just want to. She, she come up to the front, get a pen, and write in the center of the board, I am a failure. Bam. What a lovely teacher this is. And then, as if you thought that was worse enough, The teacher then says, now I want every single one of you, all the students in this class, to come up one by one and slap things up on the board that you think about this person. So let's go through them. So we've got fat, whoa, ugly, loser, weirdo. Worthless. Nobody. Disgusting. Liar. Keep going, this is great. Pathetic, it's not great at all. Sorry, wrong word. I had great fun writing these stickers yesterday. I turned to Abby in the worship and I I took them out of my pocket and I flicked through them and she's like, what on earth are you showing me that I'm a loser for? And uh, I wonder if this was the board of your life, what things would be up there? So she said, the psychiatrist says to the, the woman, when this was happening in the classroom, how did you feel? And she just started crying in the, in the session. And she said, if I'm honest, as these things were getting put up on the board, the only thing I wanted to do was die. It's amazing what words can do to someone. The psychiatrist looks her straight in the eye and says, "Um, I'm a Christian and I believe something else happened that day. And I'm so sorry that it's taken to now for you to, to learn about it. But in the classroom, sat at the very back, was a man named Jesus. And once everybody had finished Slapping stuff down on the board about you. He got up and he walked down the aisle to the front for his turn. And he got to the board and he took every single one off like this. And he put them in his pocket. Or rubbed them out, however, what version of the story you like. He took them all off the board and he got the pen And he did this. He took all the things off the board. And he wrote, I love you. If you want an example of the gospel. If you want an example of who Jesus is. There's a good one for you. Thinking of the board of your own life, let's be honest. Sometimes what people write on our boards are true. Some are lies. But the point is that Jesus doesn't come to rub it in. He comes to rub it out. Some of you here today are living, believing lies that have been told about you, told to you, perhaps even told to yourself throughout your life. Some of you here today might be guilty of lying. The beginning of honesty is the confession of dishonesty. What I'd love to ask is, if you're comfortable, can I ask you just to close your eyes? Um, There's absolutely nothing spiritual about closing your eyes whatsoever, other than the fact that it helps you to focus. It helps you to shut the people out around you, because um, this is between you and God. This morning, you might be here, and you might need to meet with Jesus, the truth, for the first ever time. You might be here this morning needing to come to Jesus for forgiveness for gossip, slander or flattery. You might be here this morning and you might need to be set free from some lies. You might be here this morning and you just might need Jesus to tell you who you are. Because the person you've been telling yourself that you are isn't what he sees. I want to just take a moment, stay where you are. You've got good news this morning if you answered to one of those questions. Because the gospel isn't about making you feel bad. It's about seeing the truth for what it is, and that's Jesus redefining who you are. I'm just going to pray, and we will just wait on the Holy Spirit. So, Father God, we just we thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we want to pray for those that are here this morning that perhaps want to commit to following you for the first time. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. Lord, I want to pray for those here this morning who need forgiveness for some form of lying. And Lord, for those that need to be set free from lies. Lord, we thank you that whatever our answer is to all those, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, we ask now that this morning you will come and meet with us.